0: You are
1: listening to OWC Radio, the official podcast of the world computing. Episode 49, the holiday episode. You're listening to the OWC Podcast, OWC Radio, episode 49. I'm OWC Michael. I'll be uh, acting as host here, and we'll go around the table and introduce uh, who we have left.
2: I'm OWC Chris. And OWC Mike H.
1: OWC uh, Grant is uh, currently on assignment. Oh, well, let's start off with uh, Apple in the news. According to uh, several sources, Apple Insider, and Gadget Mac Rumors, uh, we've got a redesigned Mac Pro and iMac coming in the first half of 2011.
2: Oh, first half. That's the lead time on that rumor.
1: Was... Yeah, well, so is
0: Lion. That's supposed to be sometime within the first half of... Uh...
2: That'll be June. Was, yeah, it'll be June.
1: <laughs> was this really news to anybody?
0: No. <laughs> well, It kind of comes out. There's supposed to be some minor um, uh, chassis adjustments to it, which who knows. we be, be to see
2: what that means.
0: Yeah, there might be something interesting that they're cramming in there now.
2: These jobs. We, we cut it in a millimeter, and through user research, we found that this is just fantastic and magical.
0: And at the same time, it could also be uh, your uh, precious light. Oh, light right. peak coming in yet? Yeah, it could, yeah, it could be. be that
2: for the upper ends. I mean, what's heavily rumored is the 15s on up get really good, uh, get ch- good chipsets, get the upgrades, while the lower end MacBook Pro and the MacBooks are kind of left behind with a Intel graphics chipset, no more NVIDIA in there, or a continuation of having the same old NVIDIA in there with no improvements on that.
0: Or maybe they'll do something really, really cool and bring back the Express 34 slot in the 15 inches. Ooh. Why not?
1: Well, if they went with Light Peak, I don't think there'd be a need for that anymore.
2: Imagine seeing all the ports removed, and they go, "Hey, it's all Light Peak. There's nothing." <laughs> they, they they kill the monitor out. Everything's through Light Peak, and they got to buy new monitors and everything.
0: Or they decided to actually uh, take up USB three. <laughs> Everything's USB three now. We'll see.
2: Ugh. I don't care as long as it works. It's not going to cost money. Oh, wait, it's going to cost money. Well, that iMac is
0: also supposed to get a new screen size, whether it's going to be bigger, smaller, probably smaller. They were talking about price points and
2: whatnot. But everybody's liking the 24-inch line. I mean, the 20, where they have 21 and and a half
1: and 27. So So, getting something right in between, I think, would be the way to go there.
2: But they have really good monitors in the 27s. I mean, maybe they make a cheaper 27 or just an all-around cheaper 24 where the screen's not as high quality, but it's really good still or good enough. Maybe they break the thousand dollar barrier with twenty four inch size iMac, or
1: and I think Apple actually falls into Chris's motto here. You know, good enough usually isn't. So. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, of course it'd be a lower end model, but they would say this screen still looks fantastic and magical, and it's one of the best displays you've ever seen on the market.
1: Well, if they went with the screen that they have currently, and then decided to go Retina display for twenty seven whole inches,
2: no. <laughs> How small would your text be? Wow. What's your DPI on your 27-inch? Uh, is it like 160 now or something like that?
1: You know, I haven't actually checked it.
2: <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, they're pretty high as is right now. I mean, going over going over 160 is a little much. Yeah, but.
1: whereas I am the benchmarking geek here, uh, to get to run it all. I don't keep all of that in my head.
2: <laughs> well, that MacBook no Air has a really high uh, PPI, actually, pixels per inch. But uh, compared to the MacBook Pro 13 and the MacBook, the, the MacBook Air 13-inch definitely has a lot more real estate, albeit smaller smaller fonts through the high, uh, high DPI on that one. But uh, Lion's also likely to ship. Yeah. Yeah, well,
0: at least we'll get the App Store. I then. don't know. Oh, we're getting that
2: in.
1: I bought my iMac 27-inch uh, just a little while ago. I'm oh, yeah. Little little lion-shy to be. To be honest, I don't know how
2: I'll wait on that one.
1: How consumer uh friendly it's gonna be as opposed to prosumer uh
2: I, generally the prosumer. I usually get all the upgrades for Apple. I'm usually the first one in, but I, I will wait online a little bit too. Well. I mean we're already gonna get the we're gonna get the Mac store, and that's the next rumor is that the Mac App Store is gonna come out January sixth. It's a pretty solid launch date since Apple. Long, uh, has announced it. Yeah, so they it. announced it. But really, yeah. not a rumor anymore. More of a a deadline or a date that they're going to hit. Yeah,
0: there was the rumors of it appearing before Christmas, like we uh, talked about last episode, but yeah. and, and that didn't come out. Well, they
2: were rumors. Yeah. What do you do?
0: Yeah, uh, we'll be seeing things like iLife Eleven is supposed to be in there a la carte, and I b- believe he said. Uh, I work too. Yeah, I work is supposed to show up a la carte there too, which is kind of interesting because if you like, I never use numbers. Hmm. Oh, wait, I take that back. I do use numbers. It's pages I never
2: use. And I use pages in Keynote all the time, but I never use numbers.
0: Uh, see, I const- I'm yeah, constantly I'm in, in Keynote. N- numbers and Keynote. <laughs>
2: but I'm old. I'll keep the old iWork until I don't need anything, and then it all of a sudden says, hey, you need the latest pages to view this. Like, mm, I'm not buying the whole iWork to open one document.
0: That's another good point.
2: So if I, if I can buy one for 20, I'll just update pages or update what I need and leave the others alone.
0: See, I only have one major problem with this whole iLife and uh, iWork being available on the Mac store, are they going to take it out of the uh, brick-and-mortar stores? Uh, Because there are some of us who do not have a constant internet connection, which is what Apple
2: seems... Or a heavy broadband one. Or ha- not everybody or, or, has a heavy broadband so right. I don't have the 768K or the 1.2 meg. Or like Steve
1: Wozniak himself has to pay for a D1 line up his <laughs> hill a quarter mile away from don't everybody me else. do started on <laughs>
2: Steve. You could <can> buy satellite. <laughs> <laughs> Satellite's we'll, we'll cheaper. We'll touch back on that later. Yeah. yeah, we'll touch back on that in a little <laughs> bit. But was, yeah,
0: they're going to charge you for uh, downloading your applications? No, I would rather have it on a disk,
2: so I'm not... I don't mind the download. It's pretty reliable as long it backs up. It's all going to be through. I, everything has to come back to somewhere. So how's it back up? Does it go to iTunes? I would get kind of tired of all my apps going to iTunes. I think the, the app aggregated.
0: store is actually going to be its own application.
2: Right. So I hope it's it keeps... Because what's nice about like anything you buy... What's different like with songs on iTunes, if you buy a song, you can't re-download it. Once you buy an app in iTunes for any of your iDevices, you can constantly re-download them. It never says, no, you already downloaded it, you don't get this again. For the rest of your... Well, as long as the store is open... Which seems like it's going to be a long time, so I could say for the rest of your life, maybe. As long as you own an iDevice, you'll be able to re-download those apps, which I think is convenient.
0: But that is the main problem that I am having with the the Mac App Store. And actually with a lot of the stuff that Apple's been doing, the iPad, for example, it makes the assumption that you have a constant broadband connection. And that... Yeah, and that, that's, that's an unfair assumption, and that eliminates a lot of people, especially those in
2: rural areas. The iPads for me, has actually been a little slower on videos, because on YouTube it always defaults to HD, and it's not shuttling down at all, and so it's getting a little slower. It might be to do with the iOS 4.2 update for it, because I remember my videos being a lot snappier on iPad as far as YouTube and in Safari consumption. Not my connection at home. I tested on multiple connections here at work or at home, and it's mm-hmm. still kind of chunky. So mm-hmm. broadband's cool and all, but either that or the net neutrality is making them throttle it already, <laughs> you're not video paid, you're not getting through.
1: Yeah,
0: well, I, I suppose that can pretty much take us to our next topic. There
2: is that net neutrality. Everybody's been talking about it for.
1: Yeah, a happy Festivus again. Now it's time for the airing of grievances. <laughs>
2: Well, I mean the one bad thing about what they call a net neutrality law should be called the anti net neutrality law. That's really what's going into play here, the telecoms and everyone wants to even the Comcast uh not Comcast but cable uh broadband providers, they want to be able to charge you uh based on what you use. If you're using video, they want to charge you more if you, you know they want to have tiered pricing based on per usage basis. You know, having been in the telecom industry for the last, you know, eight well actually got twelve years before I even came here seeing all their presentations at different events and adding the videos for those. I mean, these people want to charge you for everything. Well, how many devices you have connected per home, they want like surcharges on that. So this is just kind of leading the groundwork for them to be able to charge for everything and also to be able to say, hey, if you're not a tiered video provider and you didn't pay us your money, we're going to slow down and throttle your network connection so that way like the YouTubes who have paid, they can go through and be faster.
0: Mm -hmm. Or what if they have a competing service, say...
2: Whoever has the most money. Yeah.
0: Netflix versus Comcast's On Demand.
2: Netflix loses. Exactly. <laughs> Comcast owns the network. Exactly. So you throttle your own services, too. Yeah. So it just it, seems hardly fair. Wow. No. Wrote a great open letter. To, I wouldn't say great, but... Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. And, I,
0: and I agreed with a lot of what it was. And unlike, you said you had a earlier before the show here, you said you didn't... Uh, I had a really
2: hard time know figuring what out what he was he's talking about for the first half. Didn't really half. know what direction he was going. Or again, and, and,
1: and I caught it right away.
2: Yeah. I was, I was assuming he was against.
1: Well, he's for the net neutrality.
2: He's for net neutrality. He's net against neutrality the net neutrality law. law. in the right. way they handle That's it. why I want to open what that law is named incorrectly. Everyone wants to say, yeah, I'm for net neutrality. It's like, yeah, but you're not for that
0: law. Yeah, but There was a really, really great quote out of it that I really would like to share with everybody again. As local ISPs should provide connection to the Internet, but then it should be treated as though you own those wires and can choose what to do with them when and how you want to as long as you don't destruct them. I don't want them to feel whichever content supplier has the best government connections or paid the most money determined what I can watch and for how much. It's an important point.
2: Well, they already determined for how much, though, with government regulation on the lines and all that stuff. So
0: Yeah, well, no, but I'm it's talking gonna get, it's gonna get per, more per megabyte.
2: Yeah, if you go per or ty- they actually really want to go per type of service, which is really nuts. Um, I mean, I, I understand the point of view the telecoms and the cable companies have is that we have to update our infrastructure because everybody's watching more videos. And so videos are clogging the infrastructure and they're forced to pay for it. So that was the short
0: sightedness of the telecoms though. They just sat on their rears and did and just raked in the money for however long money. and they just said, Oh well oh that's good enough. That's good enough. Whereas in other uh, countries, other parts of the world, they got a heck of a lot better uh, broadband service and more comprehensive across It's faster. It's faster and it's more widely available.
2: But what's what the advantage of newer countries that are get, getting on the bandwagon, they get to actually leapfrog legacy technology. They don't have to deal with how large the United States is. Russia does, but I mean their service doesn't compete. We're talking smaller nations like, uh, well, Japan's not exactly a small nation, but they're smaller as far as geography goes. They can pop up a satellite and you're uplinked. Takes, I think it takes five satellites to uplink the United States. And then also, you get all your infrastructure you have to deal with for upgrading. You got old lines and all the old buildings. They're jumping over all that, going into the fastest one now. We got to jump through hoops on legacy and all the regulation that existed before. So there's government regulation screwing that up beforehand too. Plus the company screwing it up by not. There's a, it's just a big mess. So we can simplify it a little bit, but there's a lot of complications into upgrading the U.S. the network. I mean, the only thing that's actually kind of leapfrogging it is. Wireless internet over your phone over the cell network, but those guys have already throttled in their innovation by putting caps on their data limits.
0: They put caps on the data limits, and I believe they are not part of this whole net neutrality thing. They
2: they were opted out of, but they're but yeah. they're already throttling. Yeah, they've been they throttled heavily by saying you get two gigs now. It's like wait a minute, unlimited is a lot different than two gigs.
0: Well, that's that's capping, not throttling. Throttling is actual. It's about the speed.
2: same though, because it's not. I know I get it, but. What happens is you you have a product that promotes using video. Well, you can only watch the main video until you hit your cap. So you've already throttled usage by telling people, oh, you hit your cap, you've got to pay $10 more for that gig. Oh, you watched another movie on Netflix, you used half your gig, we gave you for 10 bucks. now you're going to pay 10 bucks more. So it's both are a way of thrott- throttling. One just says you pay as you go, 10 bucks a gig to kill the people who are the abusers. I say just knock the abusers off or... Just say, hey, if you want video, have video plans or whatever that allow you to have.
0: Or, oh, here's an idea: just let them do it. What's it going to do? Fill the quote-unquote
2: pipe? It will. The pipe does get slower in prime time, and they've been forced to upgrade a hit service so that way people don't dump their service. But again, it comes down to spend you money can't... to make money. None of this. Well, you have companies like YouTube who put out a ton of video, and that puts they're not they're not they don't have to pay the telecoms anything for it. And then it puts a lot of strain on the system as everybody starts watching youtube and' it's, what the heck it's who's going called evolving
0: pay for it? with the technology yeah.
2: they'll get the broadband i mean I, I understand both sides' perspective, but to sit there and nickel and dime people they'll just stop they'll they'll kill the uh the, that part of the internet revolution oh, really will quick.
1: they cell phone prices have been going up and up and up and up and up it's it's okay. not nobody's gonna gonna stop i i'm still i'm still old school i'm going i'm going channel grant here i I use my phone for phone calls only. I Once you go don't smartphone, have any need yeah. to make take pictures on it. I don't have any need. I have a earlier on smartphone. I just don't use any of the features on it.
2: Was it a uh, like no a trio? Or
1: I'm I'm with Sprint. I, I have been for for years. I'm the type of person who just doesn't change it for the sake of changing. But you know, I had a. Thirty dollar a month everything plan, ten years ago, I kept that until about two years ago when the phone finally died. And I said
2: you had to upgrade because you're too darn old. Now I had
1: to upgrade because it's it's too old. We can't put your
2: and they want your, your fifty five dollars a, a month
1: now. And now they want my 80 dollars $80 a month a yeah. month. I mean, it's,
2: you can get an iPhone for $80 yeah. a month. Might as well just got the $80 iPhone. $80 a month? I've got,
0: I've got that one with the data plan.
2: All right. You can get an iPhone month. with a data plan for, I think, less than $80 a month, a single. And just take it. That's what they want you to do anyway, but they're given that service, and it's great, but you know, does, they come out with all these new phones saying, ooh, this phone's faster, and you can download faster, and the whole, the whole 4G network. Who cares? It just means you're going to get the two gig faster, unless you're going to update your uh, data plans to coincide with it.
1: Neutrality, I mean, if they're
2: going to charge for every little thing, or say, "Hey, you got an iPad connected, five bucks." Hey, you got an iPhone connected, five bucks. Oh, you have a laptop. Oh, you have two. Oh, five bucks each. It's, that's going to just pay, piss people off. Or if they just want to say, "Hey, you're watching YouTube too much. You pay more." Then, but what you know darn well that everybody else who's not watching YouTube, oh, but you pay the same. You, you, we're not going to bring your rate down because you're not doing it. So, I mean, that, that's one of the tip of the iceberg. It's all about control, though, too. I, mean, I, I hate to sound a little uh, scaremongering, but the government's getting its uh, claws into something. Maybe it shouldn't. They should enforce the laws that exist. They can't even do that. Within piracy and uh, you know things that shouldn't be out on the Internet, they should shut down or shut the website down under due process. I mean, they're just getting a little too heavy-handed with this stuff.
1: All right, then. Uh, moving along. Uh, Next in the news is uh, Google's Chrome OS is assailed as needless, dangerous by critics. A uh, piece written from uh, Apple Insider that starts out, a former Google employee predicted that the company's web-based Chrome OS for netbooks would be canceled next year, while GNU founder Richard Stallman warned of its dangerous potential for users.
2: If anybody buys it on. I-
1: well,
0: actually, you know what? I saw an article recently where they actually took the the Google laptop
2: and actually installed Ubuntu
0: Linux on it.
2: Yeah. It's like, hey, wow, let's make it useful. How do you use it without any – oh, you have to put in like a flash card or something to have some storage on there. The I would assume is so. Well, there's
0: there some storage there's on minor storage general. on it, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, okay, this whole Chrome OS, you know, it just kind of ties back into this whole net neutrality thing. Now, every if, seeing as everything that you have on that thing is – Stored on the cloud. I hate that term. I, ha- I hate that term with
2: a passion. And the Microsoft commercials highlighted even more to the cloud. Well, you're editing your video on your on your computer. You're still not at the cloud. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> so
1: if all this stuff is but on the old the- pictures could be found on the cloud.
0: Yeah. Oh. So if everything is on quote unquote the cloud well, then they have to constantly access it. If they're constantly accessing it, now is that going to bump them into that tiered pricing thing again?
2: Well, no, Google just has to pay Verizon, ATT, t Comcast, and all the other internet providers out there. And if they also have a preference for not liking one of those internet providers, they can say, hey, AT&T, we're not going to pay you. So our service isn't as good on yours, but it'll be good on Verizon, and it'll be good on there. And Hence the whole net neutrality mucks. It just gets messed up all the time. There's all these little intricacies, they're going to screw up with that darn thing. So in other words... Or got... actually non-net neutrality law.
0: So it's a tornado of crap, really, because we've got uh, a web-based o- or an internet-based OS, which is just a bad idea.
2: It's DOA. They've been trying to do it forever, and then they came out with Android anyway, which... Actually, I remember them
0: talking about it years and years and years yeah, ago. Forever yeah,
2: forever. Yeah,
0: we're going to have it based on the on the network, and all you have to do is put in this... You know, all your computer is going to be is a terminal.
2: Yeah, so you go back to terminal computing with the mainframe. Like, yeah, that, that doesn't sound appealing.
0: That doesn't sound appealing at all.
2: Here, grandma, here's all my here's all my photos of your granddaughter, and oh, I'm not connected, so you can't see them. Oh well. And <laughs> that again, kind of ruins the computer for and, you.
0: And once again, it gives it gives the middle finger to anybody living in a rural area or just even just outside of certain municipalities where you can't get broadband for whatever
2: reason or even if you're somewhere where it just seems to be convenient you you know you have your i device with you and you know if you have an ipad that doesn't have 3g on like i do i got the wi-fi but my photos are still on there i don't have to connect to the internet to see them i don't have to wait for the internet to load to see them even if it was speedy internet a thousand photos gonna take a while to load mm-hmm. i mean iPhoto just recently got really fast on be able to handle large libraries Oh,
0: is that, like that what that update was? I saw it the other day, and I just haven't uh,
2: No, talk. over the last few years, I have been oh, able to handle larger and larger amounts in your library. Go, oh, now this library can handle more than 10000 Now it can do 100000 Now we don't really stay the number, but there is a limit somewhere. Just try to break it.
0: <laughs> yeah, fortunately, I haven't gotten that far with it. There's only so many pictures of my cat I can take.
2: <laughs> yeah, i got to say, i got about, iPhoto just promotes me not going back and... Deleting my bad shots. I probably got 2,000 shots and probably 500 are good or 200 are See, I, st- I still get rid of the well, That's really a good. That's ones. a good
1: ratio for, uh, for taking shots to, to keepers. I'm
2: good. I'm good on the keeper shots.
1: Yeah, one out of four, that's pretty darn good.
0: <laughs> yeah, that is actually pretty good. I think I've, I've, I'm right around one out of ten, really.
2: Not any prod photography ruins my ratio, though, because I'm throwing out like 80 and keeping ten. <laughs>
0: okay yeah well product photography that's different but
2: for family photography i you know my daughter i'll take a ton of but everybody else i'm more like one or two
0: and see well i don't have really much in the way of family so the only thing i am taking uh, pictures of is the cat and well as we
2: all know cats don't pose well (laughs) if you pin them down they do oh wait no they don't (laughs) 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 don't. she wrapped up her dang cat But, uh, yeah, I, I think Chrome's dead on arrival. I think Chrome, uh, Google probably is realizing that. But And then also, what do you pay for your network connection to it? Are they going to go cellular wireless network? Are you throttled at two gig per month? Or do you have to pay nuts for it? Because, really, the cell network's nice. That's where everybody else is upgrading to because cell network's so pervasive. You pay for one connection. It goes wherever you are. That's why if you had unlimited connection plus... You can uh, do tethering with your iPhone. Everybody would dump their Comcast AT&T plan.
0: Actually, that's what I do. Yeah. I tether through my phone. Mm-hmm.
2: So, I mean, you can pay for tethering, but the 2 gig limit dies. Why would you have...
0: Oh, see, I have a grandfathered in where it's unlimited, so... <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, I'm unlimited on my iPhone. It's just I won't pay the extra for tethering because I know I won't use it too much because I still keep a dedicated connection at home. It's, it's actually
0: It's actually my only connection at home. Mm-hmm. The only way I can get any sort of decent connection. Yeah,
2: otherwise, you got to do dial-up or something.
0: got to do dial-up. And, and, dial and actually, the slow. wires in my area are terrible, so yeah. I'd, I'd be disconnected constantly.
2: I mean, yeah, the iPhone 4, God, that's easily five times faster than dial-up. This constantly feels like it's at 5 or a mag for download. Yeah. Oh, but see, speaking of iPhones and Androids a bit, though, that brings us back to another article. That the U.S. Army is looking into equipping all soldiers with an iPhone and Android phone.
0: Yeah, interestingly enough, though it's they're not. Gonna, it's not like they're going to be running on AT and T or something like that. They're going to be. Uh, they've got. I guess there's a sleeve or something that they put on the
2: outside of it and runs off. Uh, well, for Battlefield Ops, it might be on their own. I sure as heck hope it's on their own local connection, satellite fed or whatever. Man, I'd
0: hate to re- rely on
2: an AT and T connection.
1: I, I just like that the uh, It's a heavy flat. Yeah, that the know. Mac versus PC debate is now going to get firearms.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean the the. The armed services already have a lot of apples in there. They're, just, they're heavily PC centric, though. They just are. So I mean, we know the whole Halo effect that happens with iPhone. You get them, and woo, you know, you want a Mac all of a sudden. So that's just outreach into God. What twenty million support? Yeah, twenty million off uh, soldiers out there. I mean, not everybody serves in combat. So you got five soldiers for every one that's in the field, or whatever, something like that. Go Army. So they should pick iPhone, so that's our bet for them. They can choose Android, but have fun upgrading the oss.: Although that.
0: that application that was announced earlier in the week, though, the translation app, that should make things a lot more interesting.
2: Oh, yeah, they just hold up a sign, and it says, ah, minefield. But don't step there.
1: Good things to know in combat. <laughs>
2: but, yeah, I'm sure in field ops they got their own, their whole communication system will run. Locally, but I, you know when they're yeah, it's
0: off of uh, uh, satellite and uh, various other. Uh,
2: there'd be almost no reason to lock down your people that are uh, serving in the in the United States, though. You can get them up, the networks are going to have more service than the government-run network.
0: Yeah, except for unless you're tra- they're uh, they might have,
2: they have certain have sec- transmitting
0: certain secure items.
2: There might be security protocols I got assigned to, and, and we know Barack has a a custom BlackBerry that has cer- security protocols that are definitely tighter. I mean, one thing to keep in mind for encryption, the United States won't allow a PC maker to make something that cannot be broken. There has to be a key, whereas the government itself can use communications that don't require that openness of backdoorism and have the key closed. But the key only works unless someone opens the door for you, though. If someone opens the door for you, you get the whole WikiLeaks thing, but that's a completely different topic, and leave that alone. So, army, huh? I wonder if that's going to eventually translate over to Air Force and Navy and all that, but there's always a stepping stone.
1: All right, and on we move to our Real World Geek Stuff section. Uh, basically, we got our Tweet of the Week, and our Tweet of the Week, I'd like to send a shout-out out to Adam Engst of Tidbits fame, who tweeted us, Holy flash RAM, Batman, my new OWC Mercury Extreme Pro 240 gigabyte SSD boots my Mac Pro in less than 30 seconds, down from over four minutes before.
0: Yeah, that's about the kind of uh, speed-ups we have been seeing in uh, applications where we've put a Mercury Extreme Pro SSD in a previously uh, spinner-based <laughs> Ladder based. I like the spinner based. It just sounds. More
2: spinner fun. based Mac. Do you have a spinner based Mac or an OWC SSD based Mac?
1: No, just a spinner based user with the propeller hat.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean the SSDs fly. I mean they also the the odd thing in mine. Uh, I had a recent blog post about how we live this stuff too. That uh, it increased processor performance. There were there were flops of uh, speed improvements going. One had like uh, one setting had one flop faster. The other. had I think had that's three. actually
0: more. Well, well, that it is a great thing to see on benchmarks. I yeah. think it is actually more of a flaw in the Xbench program. It's counting on you having a platter based drive.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, it's writing something faster or whatever. So there's performance games. Oh yeah, oh, the, your
0: your your read write uh, performance is going to go through the roof. Um. We also had a question of the week I believe via Twitter uh from uh how would you pronounce that Mike uh Weedanoo.
1: <laughs> at
2: Weedanoo. asking
1: yeah. if uh, do you know how if I could install one of your SSDs in my mirror drive door G4 Well see the problem with the mirror drive door G4
0: is that it's a PATA based machine as opposed to uh serial ATA or SATA that is uh the Mercury Extreme Pro is based on.
1: Which can be uh, a- actually gotten over. There's a couple of different ways that you can do it. One, uh, we do sell the Adonix uh, ADSAIDE um, a SATA to IDE converter, basically a little board that you put right on the back of the the SATA drive, either 2.5 or 3.5, uh, doesn't matter, and it gives it that IDE connection. Which is a
0: great way to go, but the problem is is that you're still limiting the the awesome speed of these uh SSDs to the parallel ATA bus which I think on that machine is 133. Uh,
1: 133.
0: Yeah. So why not go with a full on SATA and get a uh serial ATA uh PCI card uh such as the Sonnet one. Uh Sonnet I believe it is uh it's a Sonnet Tempo uh SATA card. Hook it up via the PCI slot, hook in your uh SATA cable and you're getting uh really fast speeds and i believe that cart that particular sonic card is bootable so you can boot right
2: from it well what's great too is if you use any of those solutions um you're using essentially the SATA drive we have so if you ever upgrade from a, your PowerBook or your power mac you know in this case the power mac mirror um, drive door g4 to say a, you know intel based mm. mac pro of some type whether it's a laptop mac top as i call it yay and then uh or a desktop you can take that uh Little converter board off the back and reutilize your SSD investment. So if you really want to power up to SSD now, you can. And you can continue to use that. for I mean, how long is SATA going to be around? It could be around for a while. So it's going to be. Yeah,
1: I don't think it's going anywhere
2: yeah.
0: soon. And it'll actually seem a little even faster because those new, those newer machines will have SATA two, whereas many of those uh, PCI based cards, especially in a in a G four, it's going to be probably running uh, SATA one as opposed to SATA two. So you're going to get a doubling of speed.
2: Well, and the short then is uh, you have options, and if you need help, you can always give us a call or check us out online at maxels.com. Get all the contact information. You could either uh, chat with our customer service representatives or grab the phone number on the website. And, uh, our
1: phone number is uh, 1-800-275-4576.
2: Or get the phone number right down and there and uh, give them a call, and we can help you on your way to find the right solution for you.
1: And if you'd like to uh, tweet us, we can be found at uh, at OWC Radio, or you can find us at Sales.
0: So, yeah, you can connect to us, uh, unless, of course, we're <laughs> at the movies, which is where we were actually last weekend. We all got to see Tron 2 in 3D IMAX, which was a lot of fun. Or at least the it was visually really cool. Uh, I don't yeah, know, the like, story
2: it... was kind of long and boring and not that innovative. It was just... They're on a bus for 20 minutes. It was just kind of Yay. dull. Um, yeah.
0: it, it was it was all style, no substance, which is un- an unfortunate thing. I don't know
2: what. What was, was great was the style was almost perfect. <laughs> the style was was I mean, breathtaking. it was nice. They just need the darn story to go with it, or at least a story that was exciting. They had a story, it just wasn't the story. Well, yeah. in my opinion. But
1: the, the the one thing that annoys me is yeah, you see Tron, as Tron what two seconds of the movie yeah <laughs> the namesake of it has completely been hidden yeah well, I mean, well no well he he's he's thr- well okay i won't, he's, I, won't, he's, I, won't give, I won't give that little yeah. bit away in yeah. case you haven't he's seen
2: in it. the movie a lot but he's not in the movie a lot at the same time I mean, it's just like the first movie where there was a lot of great interesting parts it just they were great individually and then as a whole it just doesn't work it, that yeah, well. Yeah, it
0: did kind of fall apart as a cohesive unit.
2: There's, I mean, there's some funny stuff with Zen gurus and all that stuff. But, I mean, the, the visual effects are beyond stunning. I'm not a huge fan of 3D because they still do 3D and this 3D gimmicky stuff where it doesn't look natural. I mean, it's pretty bad when a, a preview, a 3D preview with... Uh, elephants and monkeys looks better than the actual movie itself even though the the movie in tron does look 3d it just 3d always forces forces you to look at something and won't let you look at the background because it's out of focus that is
1: my one biggest thing on 3d is don't make my eyes go and look at something yeah. i want the yeah. choice to view what i want to see and what well, i want to right do is bring
0: movie. back deep focus Oh, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, they did that in two D in Citizen Kane. That was what in the forties. Come mm-hmm. on, they can do that now.
2: They're they're overusing their toy, pretty much is what's going on. It's like when you find Photoshop the first time. Look at all the filters I can use, and you're Let like, this flare everywhere, everything shiny and wah. But no, they they overusing their toy. Like the in the in the uh, the preview that was about uh raising uh, orphaned animals in the jungle and stuff. They had this one scene that had elephants, and it looked. Like natural 3D, they actually the, st- the dirt and the earth looked like it was actually on a stage with the elephants there, and then it looked really real. And then they switch over to monkeys, which had that hyper 3D look. So it's like if they could s- make 3D more subtle.
0: And I think the other thing that they really need to start doing is making instead of making the 3D. Pop out at you, which is just kind of annoying.
2: It's a little gimmicky. Start yeah. pushing it back. Yeah. And that's what they did with that one jungle scene. It, it, with, it went in. Deep, a lot of but it didn't come out.
0: Yeah. It went yeah. in. It, well, I noticed in a couple spots it did come oh, forward. Oh, yeah. It did because, the gimmicky
2: stuff on other things. The yeah. elephants easily stood up. Because when for it me. comes
0: forward, it goes actually out of focus for
2: me. Yeah. It does for me too. I'm a little farsighted. So uh, I'm not either but it just it goes a little weird for me it makes you look at something differently so it's still effect trying to get your eyes to go a little wonky in one direction or another
1: yeah and see i'm i'm nearsighted i do wear glasses and so you wear glasses the,
2: over your glasses The glasses
1: over the glasses and then not being able to focus on a certain section that's that's my regular life without glasses
2: that's what you I, wear glasses for exactly <laughs> you so try it's, to, it's yeah. really
1: annoying having the
2: I mean if they could the fix calendar. that or may, maybe it's just an effect filter I mean it wouldn't fix that movie but it would fix the 3d element of it I mean that was also finally DLB projectors are coming into their age that movie looked pristine usually oh, yeah, I'm a big look- home theater guy home beats out the theater that theater beat out home which yeah.
0: is interesting because you know in the, in the beginning while we're sitting through the previews and stuff I actually leaned over to Mike and I said, Can you see the pixels? I can see the pixels.
2: Oh yeah, in the in the dirt in the dirty preview where they used the yeah. dirty L C D projector, whatever, the the cheapo projector for the stupid movie commercials with the, yeah. that should be outlawed. <laughs> oh come on it makes I, you want to leave the movie theater I like before the i pre- see my movie i
0: like the pre-movie trivia questions that you know
2: uh, they don't even do that anymore they do the stupid commercials it's like don't they realize people have DVRs, so they don't have to watch commercials and now you're making them watch commercials a half hour before the movie starts for previews well, that's why they're and doing then the previews that. and then the three have previews? the dvrs and they skip them uh, yeah, they're making money. The theater, you know, movie industry was hurting, That's or is hurting. That's why they need the 3D gimmick to kind of bring them out of their rears, but
1: Speaking of commercialization, yeah, we're going to be at uh, CES. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and we love CES. So Coming that's cool.
1: up uh, January was it 6th through 9th at uh, booth 3935 up in the uh, North Hall of the iLounge Pavilion.
2: Well, some really cool announcements. Booth 3935 there. in the North Hall off the iLounge Pavilion. you want to check us out. I know we're excited to go to see other things that other people are making as well. I know the founder is really interested in looking around if he can. He's going to be real busy.
1: He's gonna be doing so many interviews. <laughs> yeah, well, let's Hopefully see yes. Have a chance yeah. to,
2: There's tons to, of people to meet. Get out
1: and see the see the show.
2: It's an exciting show. We're excited to be there. Yep, it's and then uh, what?
1: Two and a half weeks later, we get uh, MacWorld 2011. And another we'll exciting at, show. Uh, booth five one three.
0: Um, and what's great is if if uh you haven't gotten your tickets and whatnot yet uh if you go to macsales.com/macworld uh you can get uh, 15% off the con- various conference packages that's uh, actually a lot which is yeah actually that's quite considerable yeah. or if you're just going to go in for the exhibits only you can get 10 bucks off which is <laughs> pretty decent uh, 10 bucks anywhere is was what that like a gallon of gas in San Francisco now
2: <laughs> well when, when you go when you're at an event though i mean they have the event food and you're like oh i'm gonna get a burger oh this one burger sandwich only eight bucks You're like, oh come on it's just cheaper to leave the site and go elsewhere to eat but if you're in a so rush, there
1: is such a thing as a free lunch
2: yeah <laughs> and that ten dollars <laughs> gets you part of your free lunch <laughs> so this is this is the last uh show before christmas so merry christmas happy new year to everybody happy
1: festivus and
2: uh
0: joyous kwanzaa what other I mean, ones hanukkah has already occurred yeah, we, that's we already over right? sorry about that.
2: that I'll break them all and then if you want to read up for more great prices more info more commentary and how to's and all other sorts of things check us out at blog.maxsales.com
1: or sign up for larry's newsletter at uh eshop.maxsales.com forward slash shop forward slash max sales underscore newsletter
2: or to make it easy on you, you, just go to MaxSales.com. In the top navigation, there's a newsletter link right next to the blog link, and that'll get you there, too.
1: That definitely works. And uh, the newsletter always has uh, some great uh, tips as well as some deep discounted deals that are available only to newsletter subscribers.
0: Yep. So for the OWC podcast crew, I'd like to say Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and we'll see you next year. Bye.